Welcome to the Cloud Accounting Podcast. I'm Blake Oliver. I'm David Leary. And I am Nio Carter-Gray. So great to finally meet you and talk to you in person here at the Accounting Salon in New Orleans. Woo-hoo. I didn't say that right. How do I say New Orleans? You're not supposed to say New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans, baby. <laughs> That's how the locals, the locals will I will say, say it, it to like you. somebody from Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> New Orleans. New Orleans. We go way back. You know, we, we do. Lots of first Crippers Connect, I think we met. The, actually, it was the second one. Second I missed one. the one with Oprah. Wasn't Oprah? Oprah was the second one. I oh, think. so then it was the third one third. because. Man, that is great. I know. I found out about QuickBooks Connect. Oprah being there the week before oh, it happened. Okay. Got it, got it. And because I'm in Baltimore, Maryland, the cross-country trip was just a little unaffordable. Yeah. It's <laughs> you find out too late because it's not easy to get hotel rooms in the Bay Area. Yeah, yes. that is true, too. Big, huge conference. Now you're coming to a much smaller conference, the accounting salon. Yes. And I like events like this because they're smaller and you kind of get to know people a little better. Um and then you learn more about what's working in everybody else's practice. You kind of get to hear everybody's flubs and mistakes and learn from their mistakes so that you don't have to repeat them yourself, especially when you're newish in business. Let's talk about that. So tell, tell us about yourself and your business. So I have been uh, full-time in my accounting practice since 2009. Um, I, my business started because I got laid off from the recession Uh, Even though I have been doing taxes for over 26 years now, and I'll tell you that story. Uh, I started my first summer job. I realized that I could get my tax money back. And so I charged all my friends that I knew with jobs $25 to do their tax returns. Um, And so that's how my tax practice started. But after I got laid off in 2018, 2008, I'm sorry, I decided um, to venture out and try to do this full time because I am not a morning person. And so somebody telling me I have to be somewhere at eight o'clock and it's not my decision Mm -hmm. just upsets me very much. So I love the flexibility and freedom that owning your own business has. And you took that jump really at the bottom of the economy. Like, yes. Yeah, it was. um, And luckily for me, I had a supportive partner. My husband now, who was then my boyfriend um, was like, all right, so what are you going to do? Are you going to go back to work? Or are you going to try to do this full-time entrepreneur thing? And because I had already been doing it part-time, I had a small client base, and I just told them, hey, I'm starting full-time. Anybody you know, send them my way. And luckily for me, my tax practice kind of you know, doubled in the first year. So I was able to afford to get an office space and uh, have some money in the bank and not feel like a broke <laughs> broke college student all over again. Um, and then I got a bookkeeping client who wound up having like three businesses. So it was like starting just, you know, out the gate running with three clients all day, and with one client. So I was very, very fortunate and lucky. And, you know, technology has always been my thing. So I, early on, I decided to start going to some conferences and learning about cloud-based apps and technology that would make the process easier because I you know you know if you streamline processes if you use things that work and make your life easy it makes business better because I don't also don't want to be one of those people who just work 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 and never have time for anything else either so are you 
Just doing tax? Are you doing other services? Are you doing accounting services, bookkeeping services? Taxes, bookkeeping. I do payroll only for my bookkeeping clients. Mm -hmm. Tax planning. I'm an enrolled agent, so I also do IRS collections and audits. So. IRS audits, fun. <laughs> they they can be very interesting. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm doing more collections work than work than audits. So, but to, what is that? So the difference is, say you get a letter from the IRS that says you haven't filed in three years. Yeah. So we get you all caught up, and then I help you try to figure out how can you pay this huge tax bill because usually people who haven't filed in that long know that they owe, and they know that they owe a lot. Um, and so we come up with some different strategies to minimize how much they pay, um, maybe do an offer and compromise, because usually it's not only the federal liability, also have a state liability. And states are very hard to navigate to. And what sort of clients do you have? I, have, I like primarily working with small business owners, those that are in the startup phase. So they've been in business zero to three years. And I like taking them to the point where they're like, all right, we need to hire someone full time. Um, so I've had a couple of people graduate from me and I'm totally fine with that because I don't want to turn into anybody else's employee right now. So when you when you have a client that's graduating, do you always offload them to a very, another person, uh, another account or bookkeeper friend of yours or a professional or do you just kind of cut their wings, let them go on their own. Like what's that process like for you? So when I notice that they're putting a strain on my time and resources, I recommend that they probably need to hire someone internally um, because it's usually they not only need the accounting bookkeeping help, they also want help administratively. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not your secretary. So we're not going to do that. <laughs> but, you know, if you hire someone that has certain skills, they can help you not only continue the accounting process piece, but they can help you on the administrative side to automate some of the things that you're expecting me to do. That was always one of the challenges I had when I was when I was freelancing in particular is, is I was doing bookkeeping and people would expect me to like answer their mail for them. And <laughs> like, I, yeah. that's, that's, they, that's what they, they think. They, think they, of, they, you know, they figure they're paying you yeah. And they're paying you to do any and everything they ask exactly. you to do. Yeah. And this is where engagement letters come into play because you say, that is not in your engagement letter. Yeah. I am not your secretary. Your services are blah, 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 because this is what you're paying for. But if you want to add some services on, we can do that. And I do have some colleagues who um, include a support package where they can pay additional fees to get that mail answered, get the telephones answered send out invoices and right. do collections. I personally just don't have the time for that right now. <laughs> There's a lot of services out there, like the Groovy receptionists and services like that. It's interesting, but I've never heard of a bookkeeping firm or an accounting firm ever partnering with a service like that. Right. So that way you have a place, hey, I have this other relationship with this other company and we can get your email checked for you and your calendar appointments booked. And you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I personally was looking for an answering service for my business and it is very hard to find one that is affordable and that can answer the phones and understand the types of calls you get from an accounting perspective. Can Google just make something like that this week? You can just well, get, that would actually be a very good application of it, uh, Google it, Assistant. It would be very yeah. much so. It really would be. Like now, I found a company um, and they take all my calls, but even they screw some of those up too. I'm like, what in the world? 
Um, but it's because some things just to me seem like it would be common sense. You know, like if someone calls and says, I want an appointment, you kind of direct them to how to schedule the appointment online. Or if they say they want an appointment, you get the name and the telephone number so someone can call them back if they don't have access to a computer. But it's very difficult when you get a lead and then have no information to call the person back, no name. It's like it's you, like having your kids do it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they don't write any of the information down for the phone call. <laughs> right. And if that's the case, I might as well hire my kid. <laughs> well, David is really, you know, putting them to work on our podcast. Uh, right. I've done some, I've, I've had the kids do some work, but they, they always want more money. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of hiring your children because it's a tax benefit, especially if you have a, um, a sole proprietorship and they're under the age of 17, man, you can throw some money in a retirement account and and, and write it all off on your taxes. Hey, you can set hey, them up for I need to do this day. Yeah. yeah. I have a whole what? blog post you about should, it. A whole, there should be a whole podcast about exploiting your children to do work. Yeah. So... My son is four years old. When can I start hiring him? As long as you have a job description for him, you can start hiring him right away. The, the key is to make sure you have the formal job description and you pay him regularly. So if you have him putting stamps on envelopes and he gets paid once a month to do so, then cool. Okay. But you can put up to the standard deduction and, and, and payment and cash um, and then into a retirement account and get a nice tax benefit. So these are obviously the sorts of insights that you were delivering to your clients. Yes. Maybe not as aggressive as what David and I are planning, I imagine. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I'm curious to know, uh, where do you see tax headed over the next five to ten years? Or, or just like, because you're, you're, you've already, you have a cloud-based practice, right? It's very, yes. you're, not, you're not shuffling paper around. Um, no, I'm paperless. I, that was, you know, when I started my business, that was key from the jump. I wanted to be paperless. So um, and it was funny because I started with shoebox. I don't know. And most yeah, people, okay, you do. They were like one of the original. They, they were, were they original. Were, they were for one of the first three apps. I brought on apps.com originally. Yeah. And they were acquired by Earth Class Mail. Mm. I don't know if you ever used, used them. No. But uh, check, check out Earth okay. Class Mail. Um, they receive. And scan, scan everything and, and they do a good job of that yeah. it's just their integration suck now so they haven't kept up with that side of the oh, world the shoe box. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but so. we still use them if i have people who want to give me a whole box i'm like no i'm not taking that and <laughs> you know i have people like i'll scan it in you're not going to scan it in just mail it to shoe box let them do all the job yeah. and i can work my magic from there um save my life yeah but where I see accounting and tax, I don't really see the, it going away. A lot of people are afraid that it's, you know, turning into the bots are going to take over. Yeah. They will, but they're going to mess it up. And so accountants are going to be needed on the back end, especially like with IRS audits and stuff, because the IRS uses, you know, artificial intelligence to figure out who the heck they're going to audit. And they also use it to figure out when you did your return yourself, what is it that you messed up on? You can't claim a million business miles and not have any other miles. Like the IRS knows this kind of stuff. So they're going to send you that nasty little letter and you're going to get scared and you're going to go to a professional, a CPA and a road agent, someone who knows how to navigate those borders. 
or if you ignore it, you're going to have that $20,000 debt hanging over your head, the lien on your house, and then you're going to do something like get married and your wife's going to strangle you because her tax refund got snatched because you had this old debt you didn't take care of. <laughs> so the bots will create more work for IRS resolution. Absolutely. Tax resolution. I, like I definitely see that. Yeah. Um, and then once you get a resolution client, they want to stay in compliance. So... Then they, they don't learn their lesson. Yes, they learn their lesson. And they also realize I need someone to help me because as much as I would love to do this myself, I understand that this is outside of my scope. I, I may have thought I was saving some money, but it just cost me a whole lot of money to get it fixed in the long run. Sounds like um working on like the tax resolution stuff, you get versus the regular relationship an account might just have somebody to come in once a year, I'm doing boring old thing, I'm gonna do your taxes, charge you a fee, see you later. You kind of get to be a hero. You're kind of these people are coming to you a little bit more on the desperate side, and you get to come out ahead. And, and just, like, is it more rewarding? It can be more rewarding. Um, it, it is stressful for the clients, however, because one, the process isn't fast. You know, it, it's so much faster when you just come and get your taxes done, and they're in and out, bam. But with resolution work, you have to gather de- documents and. It depends on how far back they go. They have to do a little work. So it's, it's very frustrating. So you kind of have to put the client at ease. But once it's all done, um, the client has been like, oh, such a relief after they've already paid your invoice. Because that, that's another thing. Resolution work is, can be lucrative depending on how much you save the client. And then, like, for example, there was a um, colleague who just after eight years Eight years it took them to get to get some penalties removed from an escort client. Eight years. Eight years. So sometimes it's not as fast. Yeah. And clients can get frustrated because they're like, we want this to happen overnight. Especially when, you know, listen to the radio. Amazon Prime World. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Amazon Prime, social media. It's like, if I saw you checked in somewhere, I'm expecting you to answer my phone because I know where you are. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the problem didn't develop overnight, so... Yes. It's it like, you know, when you gain some weight and you go to the gym three times and you're like, why didn't these 10 extra pounds fall off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why not? Right. Yeah. That's why. So, a lot of the listeners can learn things from Blake and myself. Not much, but they can sometimes. But what's the one thing they can only learn from you? This is a good question. <sighs> um... Technology is your friend. So I know they can learn that from you and Blake as well. But I, uh, I am a big, big, big supporter of apps. And so if there is something you want to be able to do, don't be afraid to go to the app store and actually look for it and search for it to make your life easier. So that, that is the one thing that I push on people all the time. There's an app for that for everything. You want to learn how to drink your water? Eight glasses a day, there's an app that will remind you. You want to be able to, like I have an app that will remind me to brush my teeth before I went to bed because I hate brushing and flossing. So it reminds me like, oh, go do that. And I get some points, you know. So you want to save some money. There are apps out there that can help you link to your bank card and put a little extra money to the side. So although I know they can learn all of that good, juicy stuff from you guys. I will push it, push it, and continue to push it. It sounds like what you're saying is that you have to be willing to invest the time to learn about these apps, right? To try them, because I'm sure they don't all work. 
They don't all work, but yeah, you know, and I do tell people you spend uh, some time on the toilet every day. It's a good time to test out apps. There you go. There you have it. Who doesn't take their phone into the bathroom so, with them nowadays? So so don't don't spend all your time on Facebook. Exactly. Get, get on the app store, try out some new apps, and, and maybe that'll make you more productive. Yes, and depending oh. on which phone you have, they even recommend some apps for you. Yeah. <laughs> Based on what you're looking for, right? It's all about continuous learning, right? Yes, We have absolutely. to constantly invest in ourselves. And uh, our firms. And yourself as an individual. You can't be running on fumes and then try to work um, and be productive during the day. So you also have to take some time for yourself to make sure that you are healthy, you are happy, and that you are in a good space to tackle the day. I like that. (laughs) Well, if people want to connect with you and learn more about what you're up to and your firm, What's the best place for them to reach you online? The best place. Oh, if you want to see all my good, interesting stories, I am on Instagram. Ooh, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I love Instagram stories. Um, and I can be followed at Nio Carter Gray or either First Step Accounting. And that's the number one, S-T-S-T-E-P-A-C-C-O-U-N-T-I-N-G. Um, and I'm also Nio Carter Gray on Twitter and Facebook. You are the Nio Carter Gray. <laughs> I am the only Nio Carter. That's right? good. It's good to have a unique. unique name. I'm the only Blake Thomas Oliver. So. How many David Learys? There's are there? a lot of David Learys. <laughs> the worst part is if you Google David Leary, Google assumes you can't possibly be searching for David Leary, and they serve up eight results of Dennis Leary. Yeah. Really? Yes. That is really funny. Why would you search for David Leary? <laughs> <laughs> Who is David Leary and why should we care? They, they think for sure you had a typo. So a lot of people think his name is David Leary. You should make a, a page that just explains the difference. That's my plan. I, I talked to an SEO guy and I can make a page that says, this is David Leary, not Dennis Leary. And I put Dennis Leary over my page and that'll actually get to the top of the range. So I have a plan to own my own name on I, Google one day. I love that. You know, SEO is huge. That's one thing that I plan on tackling this year. Because that is one area of my business that I just have yet to figure out. Blake has some lessons he can give you offline Ooh, at this salon. That's here. why we're here at the accounting salon. So yeah. let's chat later. Okay, awesome. Naya, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining the podcast. We'll talk to you I'm so glad you're on. <laughs>